before we start today's podcast on Dante's Inferno, I wanted to give a quick warning to you. Due to the nature of this film and its blasphemous tone, we've decided not to censor any of this podcast, including the usually bleeped out language that we have. If that doesn't appeal to you, this is the official warning. Here there be curse words. Enjoy! Here comes a new challenger! From 8-bit to 35mm, game pads to the silver screen, your favorite video game characters are on a quest to become movie icons. Can they unlock the achievement? Let's go for broke! It's time to press X to reload. Beatrice. Is it you? Or a dream? did this to you? I know not. A stranger. A foreigner. Do you remember that night? Before you left? What we said? I remember. Did you betray me? Never. Hey everybody, welcome back to Press X to Reload, where we drag ourselves down into the many circles of hell to find the best video game adaptations that we can. I am Nick Moore. Joining with me are Wayne Brissett and Mark Athanas. Wayne. Hello, everyone. And Mark. Oh, go no further. Must turn back. I forget the quote. Stuff. It's fun. (laughs) (laughs) We are here with the first part of what I promised the diabolically devilishly animated double bill of Dante's Inferno and Bayonetta. First, we have watched Dante's Inferno, which is what we'll be discussing today. It is an adaptation of the video game, which is itself an adaptation of the work of Dante's Inferno. Uh, So if you haven't read it, you're like me. I'm an uncultured swine. If you haven't played the game, then you're like me. I'm the only one who hasn't played it. But it is a roughly hour and a half animated epic. It says so itself, and I can confidently say it does live up to epic. Mm -hmm. It is incredibly over the top in every possible regard. Uh, We will start with the opinion of one of the two experts who have actually played the source material. We'll start with Wayne. How well did the, the animated adaptation match your expectations? So the funny part is, um, it's not as much as it's adapted. It's this is Dante's Inferno. Like <laughs> it's like yeah. you've just pulled out the gameplay and you've just watched every cutscene. Oh, like that's how close okay. this is. Other than a few yeah. minor adjustments and tweaks that aren't even going to be worth noting throughout this podcast, this is the cutscenes for the game. <laughs> it's so. In terms of uh, adapting, I'm air quoting by the way. Um, <laughs> it's dead on because it's everything that happened in the game every scene even the same voice actor who does dante is the same voice actor in the cartoon like 
it's it's done really well. And if you thought this was actually uh, extreme when you get it, when you put the the combat into it, which is very God of War style, the the, the original God of War is not the new style. Okay, it's it's just pure chaos, a lot of fun, great game, super dark, super gory. I highly recommend you play it when you get some sort of time because the graphics and the gameplay still hold up today. But in terms of the film, it's adapted extremely well. <laughs> Fair enough. Mark, how about yourself? Yeah, it's, um, I think the only thing, and Wayne, you can remind me, like they do some really cool creative uh, things at, at each layer of hell in terms of the visual, which I don't remember from the game. No, they didn't, they didn't do that. Image but we'll changing. get into that. Yeah. that drastically but it was really cool for the film um and honestly like wayne said it's like watching a, a playthrough of the game minus how epic those boss fights were like yeah boss fights fighting, were pretty short in like, the film <laughs> yeah they were really short in the film they were like they ain't epic <laughs> in the game wow they were amazing in the game fair enough we'll get to that but yeah he does seem to take down everything he faces with supreme ease yeah considering yeah. they they point out numerous times that he is just a mortal and he walks all over demons from hell like it's nothing so okay fair enough i really enjoyed the film there are some some things that did not make sense to me Uh, (laughs) but before we'll get into any of that i'm going to start with a big disclaimer and i know on every one of our episodes i put a content warning and i'm usually kidding most of them are tongue-in-cheek we are going to be discussing a film that has a lot of really dark subject matter. So if mass murder, if sexual coercion, uh, if yeah, if child killing, <laughs> if blasphemy, if any of these things are an issue, just skip this one because it gets into oh, you need to see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this has a lot of offside stuff if those are hot buttons for you. So just Throwing it out there now, this one's pretty extreme. But (laughs) it is thoroughly entertaining, other than near the end, there is a bit of a section that was meant to me. We'll get to it. But it starts off some pretty solid animation, and you've got Graham McTavish as Dante narrating his sad state as he's coming back to his love, Beatrice. And I want to quickly touch on the animation. I know we'll get into it later, but it changes animation styles several times mm-hmm. in this film. And it's only yeah. striking because the first, I'd say, half hour of the film is one style of animation. And then when it's in about the second level of hell, it's, I don't mean like, yeah. oh, it looks slightly different. I mean, different character models. Yeah. It's like every other layer of hell he goes to, they could change, they change the characters. And, and to be honest, I don't know why they did that. That's what I can't figure out. I don't know why either. And it's not even consistent. It's not like each level of hell has a different design. They only have five animation studios. There's nine levels of hell, and you have the section before he goes to hell. All of the animation styles on their own are fine, but I don't understand what the motivation was to keep changing styles at random intervals during the film. I didn't get that either. I would have preferred just stick with the same style, me personally. And I couldn't remember in the game that he, I don't think in the game, his visual changed. No, never. He's not like, oh, you got a piece of armor. So they're reflecting like an armor design from the game. At first I thought they were trying, the animation was reflecting his current mood or, you know, the the sin that he can recognize. But then I was like, oh no, it's not. It's just every 
two layers. They're just changing the, the character. Well, models. Mm-hmm. what was really confusing to me was the character models are changing so drastically that you only really know that Dante is Dante because of the cross voice that he has actor. stitched to his chest and the scythe. And yeah, the voice actors say the same. That is the only way you can tell all the other yeah. characters. If they decided different. to change the voice actors for the rest of the cast, you would have no idea who they are, which is weird. Yeah, I only saw this movie mm. for the first time. Literally, it just ended like 15 minutes before we did this podcast. So I didn't have a really chance to look up the history of this. Was this actually released like episodically that maybe nope. different studios and every episode is a different animation style or something? No, or was I this- spent the day investigating okay. this to try and get an answer. I didn't know that. There is no answer. <laughs> okay, that's weird. The The only answer you get is trivia. There are multiple animation styles in this movie. No one explains why. Yeah. Sorry, Which the explanation not- why is there's five different studios involved. Okay, great. Why are there five different studios yeah. involved? Yeah. Very strange. Well, the, ga- the game does not do that. No. But the opening fight where it's just Dante being attacked by a wolf, a leopard, and a lion, which I don't know if there's symbolism behind that. Again, <laughs> I'm an uncultured swine. But those three animals corner him in the forest, and he's on his horse, and he <laughs> leaps up 20 feet into the air, and his horse spirals upside down so that he can slice one of the animals in half at that point i knew this is going to be a very anime styled like it sets the rules yeah like you knew it was going to be very over the top action and that's fine i like that they set that up really really quickly and he gets home a barrel roll with his horse a barrel roll horses can't do that and it lands it the horse lands oh yeah And I'm thinking him and his horse. That's what this is going to be for this film. I was surprised later on, but I thought him and his trusty steed learn more than a backflip. Oh boy. (laughs) But he makes it home. And we find out later in the story, why he already suspects that things are going to go sideways, but sure enough, his home does not look, it doesn't look welcoming. It looks like bad Mm. things have happened. And when he gets inside, yes, bad things have happened. Every single person associated with his family is brutally murdered. His father has his intestines out on the ground and his cross stabbed into his eye. And he's looking for Beatrice, his love. And she's out in the backyard, torn open with one boob hanging out. (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) Because the game did that. That's accurate. The game dead on. Great. Yes, dead on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the the imagery you see is matched in the game. Okay, I would chalk it up and accuse it of just being, uh, if you'll excuse the term, titillation and <laughs> edginess. <laughs> but I understand some of the themes they're going for in sin and this and that. But all right, so one boob hanging out and the sheer amount of naked Beatrice in this movie. She's naked a lot. She just walks around naked for most of this, which is something. There's no clothes in hell. But this movie wastes no time getting into that. All of the backstory will be given to you over time. We're just getting right into her immortal soul coming out. And, oh, God, you came for me. And the devil Lucifer grabbing her and then just leading him on a merry chase. We're two minutes in and the devil's already got his woman. And like Wayne, like that's the game. Like that's the, the game, game, right? Like her soul comes time. out. You are, yeah. Her soul comes out. Going and out. I actually, that's one of the first like this differences is that when the soul comes out, I think in the game, 
she comes out telling him I've made a deal. And then Lucifer comes and takes her where the movie made it seem like she was almost surprised. Like she was on her way to heaven mm-hmm. and then was kind of surprised that Lucifer took her. But in the game, she, she knew she made the deal and she knew Lucifer was coming. And for the audience at mm-hmm. home, the deal, I don't know why she makes this deal, but she makes uh well, she wants him to come home safely and makes a deal with the devil that he will not betray her. And so long as he doesn't betray her, he will come home safely. Well, he's made it home safely, but as we'll get into the unraveling of the plot, uh, Dante is a fucking dick. <laughs> he's maybe the most yeah. unlikable character I've seen in a very long time, because every time they go back to another flashback, I want to punch him in the throat. Every time mm-hmm. you can make a decision, he makes the worst possible decision. Oh, but his sins were absolved. And then says that he's righteous. Oh, my God. His I sins were him. absolved. He's a good guy. I hated him so much. <laughs> because you're supposed to, though. How do you control a character like that in the game? I don't understand how you can no, play but this. Like, but I think the thing about it is, like, the game in the movie is almost making a deeper meta-commentary on how offside the Crusades were. Correct. Absolutely. So, like, these Knights Templar had their sins absolved and went and committed atrocities because they thought to they, anyone who wasn't a Christian. And they, they thought, thought God they were still righteous accept and justified. Them no matter what. Exactly. So they made a lot of bad decisions and Dante isn't a special soldier. He's a regular one. And so you hate him, but it's not about him. You're just trying to save Beatrice. Beatrice is unfortunately truly an innocent caught in, uh, well, she's just another victim of everything. That's the irony, right? He's such a bad guy. He's such an evil guy. But if there's one redeeming factor is his last decision to use his sins to, to help release somebody who right. doesn't deserve to be in hell. He right? does one good act in this entire story. Doesn't mean, yeah, it doesn't mean he's absolved. It's just that's Ugh. his moment. <laughs> well, either way, a soul meant for heaven is now being dragged to hell. And he chases after her. And his poor horse, who I thought was going to make it the mm-hmm. entire movie. That's so funny. How many hands reach up from the ground and drag that poor stallion down before literally ripping it in? Okay, it's the parting of the winds that you usually so do funny. with horses. That's so Only funny. As soon as it's it happened, done to a Christina, horse. Christina said the same thing. She was like, oh, poor horse. Right. I get yeah. attached to horses. I, I'm a Western fan. I was sad in Ico when the horse doesn't make the jump. I was sad and in Red Dead. Anytime anything happened to my horses, don't even get me started on Never Ending Story. (laughs) So for this horse to not even make it long enough to be considered a co-star, that was disheartening. Yeah. But it sets up what you're in for. And then he goes running off after the... So you have these gigantic doors that are about 100 feet tall, at least, that Lucifer goes through with Beatrice and they slam shut behind him. Are those doors always there? Like, is the entrance to hell just hanging out in his backyard? Or are they summoned? No, it's Lucifer taunting him. Yeah, it, it, I think Lucifer's putting him there to taunt him. I can't remember exactly okay. how yeah. that happened in the game. Well, and from the end of the show, it's all part of Lucifer's plan. Sure. So yeah. It's just because they weren't conjured, because they were already there, I wasn't sure if they were just always there. Well, he does like do that thing in the clouds, the clouds all show suppose. up and, and, you know, then they're there. Well, regardless, what wasn't always there were the gigantic tentacle arms that start stitching across directly into Dante's oh. chest. Yeah. 
Yeah. The body horror in this is unreal. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) But it looked awesome. One of the things I was actually like, I thought suffered from the change in animation style was some of the animators kept the imagery that was on there because it's Mm. his sins that that are stitched onto him. And so some of the animators. Yeah, they very briefly show that. Some of the animators kept sort of those little like. The cells. Storyboards, all yeah. those store cells. And but some didn't. Some it was just a red thing. I was like, it's too bad. Because when they go back to it near the end, at the end, the very last one, you can see it again. It's very faint, but you can see it. And I was like, it's too bad they lost that because it does look so cool. And they only zoom in on it once, whereas in the game, almost every flashback, you 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 live through his sins that he's literally wearing. So it's pretty awesome. Well, it was neat that they have that kind of simplified animation style of each of these like little mosaics of the atrocities being committed by the Crusades. And I chalked it up to the Crusades. Every single one of those are things he did. Yes, mm-hmm. they're his sins. Uh, it is. Because apparently he is the Crusades. What yeah. an asshole. <laughs> a better guy to send to hell. Yeah, I, he deserves it. He said, well, he says that by the end, right? I well, deserve to be here. By the end of but, it, he and does. Everywhere he goes, but everywhere he goes, every layer of hell tells him basically like, you're alive, mortal. It's not your time yet. Yeah. <laughs> they're expecting him. <laughs> and every each level layer can of hell, take him. They're it was killing him. <laughs> me. Throughout the story, you're getting flashbacks of seeing him commit horrible atrocities. Like they're running out of foods to start killing all of the prisoners when he's doing the crusades. But every time someone confronts him, he says, I've committed no sin. I haven't betrayed anyone. I was bothered because I'm thinking, how do you keep lying about this with a straight face until he gets down to, I think it's the eighth circle of, of hell and his own soldiers are coming up because what was it? Uh, fraud, whichever circle of yeah. hell that was where he finds out, no, the church can't mm. absolve you of jack shit. everything you did was wrong (laughs) and he legitimately seems surprised by that yeah right so he's very self-righteous for the first half of this yeah he believes he was doing god's work and it's almost it's funny right because one of the very first scenes with him in the crusades is the priest absolving him and the guy questioning it and he's like how could you doubt the church like he's he's so blindly following yeah what he's been told to the point where it, it drives a lot of his actions, right? Like when he's told yep. to basically babysit Saladin's like refugees, he's like, what? What do you mean? How can we possibly babysit heathens? How can we babysit yeah. these sinners is the way he sees it. And he's so far off. He's so twisted. Yeah. None of their lives are worth even one of theirs. No. Which kills me because I'm thinking, okay, so rather than even offer to convert to Christianity, it's just, no, 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 we're just going to kill them all yeah. or rape them when we can, you know, yeah, it's just keep good Christian behavior. Yeah. Crusades, bro. Oh boy. So yeah, the, the story doesn't shy away from the dark side of the crusades. So good on them, but it doesn't make for a compelling protagonist that you want to root for. <laughs> no, you're not. I don't think you're supposed to root for, for Dante. It's weird to watch. That's what makes it interesting when you play a game where that's your lead character. Right. It's just weird to have a main character that you you actively hate that you're following through. It's it's a daring choice. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you have him get dragged by those tentacle arms down into, I guess, the beginning of hell. And the first thing he faces is a living boat that is taking all of the, the souls to limbo. Mm-hmm. And... 
I didn't expect him to fight the boat. He I also didn't expect him to kill the boat. <laughs> but yeah, he just picks fights. Everything's a demon. That's what he, uh, you don't get, if he doesn't get his way, yeah, he fights. Yeah. Again, like you said, he's self-righteous. It was pretty cool, though, stabbing. You have this boat with this face at the masthead of it that's mm-hmm. talking to him and fire is coming out of it. And then it starts summoning demons down to him because it says, you have no right to be on this boat. And then he stabs it in the face with his super scythe that seems to not only can he spin it and throw it like a boomerang and have come back, but at one point it straightens out like a spear and stabs someone and comes back. But it only does it like once in the film. That's an awesome move to be doing that. That's the main weapon in the game. You get that weapon in the pretty much in the first fight because you face the Grim Reaper and you actually take it from the Reaper. And then you have yeah. it for the rest of the game. Now I feel let down. I wanted like, the Reaper. He's not even in hell and he fights the Reaper. And to get that, that's how the game starts. <laughs> yeah. So your tutorial fight is the Grim Reaper. Yeah, this yeah. is over Well, the I don't know if it was the tutorial. It might have <laughs> been the first story fight. But <laughs> yeah. Whatever. And you know what? I, I'll, and I think it again, like it's been so long since I played this game. Yeah, but like one of the things about the game that is not the same about the, the movie is that like, you don't know what a bastard Dante is until you spend some time with him. Okay. Yeah. And so right. you you become actually invested with the character before you start to really find out that yeah, like, where the movie kind of gets best. right to the point that he's a, he's a bit of a dick. Yeah. Yeah. The you game, find it you real are quick. More invested before you realize that. Yeah. You get deep into the game before you realize maybe maybe he's not so great. Well, you you, <laughs> be, you believe him saying, "Well, it's Lucifer. He must be lying. He must be pulling strings. Right. This is all this is all lies, okay. right?" But then you realize, uh, no. No. Yeah. No, the movie you're like 15 minutes in before the first reveal of, yeah, he's not, he's not right. (laughs) But elsewhere in the story, Beatrice is having a bad time, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. She's hanging out with Lucifer and he says, you're going to be my bride. And if not, I'm going to kill you every way I possibly can. Dr. Strange style, starting with, I'm just going to set you on fire until you burned ashes and then bring you back. Yeah. That was actually kind of a creepy image yeah. too, while she was still on fire. But terrifying, she was just, just like the skull, yeah, the meat, the face. She's like looking around, like terrified. And I was like, that that's kind of yeah. creepy. <laughs> and then back the to normal. Her eyes, her eyes were still like looking around, even though it was yeah. just yeah. skeleton with eyes. Oh, just creepy. just she oh. was just terrified. Was and like, he's oh. just calmly talking to her about, I can do this all day, you know. <laughs> just a yeah. Tuesday. He's Steve Rogers here, yeah. If you're going to have a a true example of, as you said, innocence and actual belief in God, this character who's willing to be set on fire like that, knowing that more death will be coming and go, no, 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 I'll never succumb to you. My faith is absolute. She's the only good character in this. Mm-hmm. She's the hero. Yeah. It's ironic because that's what you root for. It's not Dante. You're just rooting for him to save her. It's so yeah. it's Dante's the villain. Lucifer's just a guy. <laughs> just there. <laughs> of all this. It's true. Having but, fun. I mean, she's the damsel in distress in this, but you're rooting for her to hold out, right? To yeah. hold out hope because she's in a pretty hopeless situation. Mm-hmm. But either way, you make it to limbo. And I'm gonna get this out of the way right off the bat. As much as I enjoyed this film, I feel like there's a disservice done to it by its length because you have these nine circles of hell and each one gets about five to ten minutes runtime. This would have been a really strong Netflix series. Ten parts. First part before they go to hell 
and each yeah. part after each, that would have been each circle each of hell, hell because yeah. limbo was fascinating and that's the game that's what you get with the game right limbo being this place one of the best parts in the game unbaptized children yeah. and good pagans creepy go. creepy children and then when you get to the end it's the judge who's disorder and that's that's such a cool in the game it's such oh, a that's cool my, moment my favorite fight. fight yeah i think it's probably my favorite fight too it's my favorite fight favorite before fight. you even get to any of that yeah. He finds out that he had a stillborn child with Beatrice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just another day for Dante. And holds it in his hands and it turns to ashes. And yeah. then the spider babies show up. And I don't mean baby spiders. I mean babies with spider limbs. Yeah. <laughs> show up yeah. and chase him through limbo. A lot of unbaptized babies down there. Thousands. Terrifying. And I terrifying. know I shouldn't find it funny. I know spider babies shouldn't be funny. However, Sounds when funny. he escapes them and runs to the door and slams it shut, and they're just launching themselves <laughs> at that door and bouncing Missing, off of it. falling off the bridge. <laughs> just bouncing off the door. With reckless abandon. I think it was, uh, what was it, the mummy too? Those little like Yeah. Those little yeah, yeah. guys that were like running across yeah. the bridge. They reminded me of like those guys. They were creepy but comedic at the same time. They were going for it hard. <laughs> so I was only creeped out by that. And like that goes deep for me. That goes like back to Silent Hill. I remember probably over at Nick's and he was like, oh, check out Silent Hill. And he hands yes, me I the did. controller. And one of the first things I fought <laughs> were these burning tar babies or whatever they were. Yes. And I was like, okay, I'm done. That's, that's enough of that. Thanks. I'm, <laughs> I'm good now. It's awful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, evil children is always a win. Always a win. Yes. So I did Since enjoy the Exorcist. That. Since the Exorcist, I am traumatized by evil possessed children. I'm done. I, I hate it. You want to freak me out in a movie? Make the child possessed. As you said, he makes it to Minos, who has his judgment wheel, which is a wheel of spikes that the mm-hmm. souls land on, and then he spins it to fire them off where they belong to go. And Dante shows up, says, let me pass. Minos says no. And 30 seconds later, Minos has landed on this wheel and is having it shred through him because no one can stand up to Dante. <laughs> now, in, in the game, this scene when you get yeah. to him is it's pretty incredible because the way they do it in the movie, and again, this goes to what you were saying, Nick, about the time frame in this movie gives it the disservice. In the movie, it makes it seem like he's just sorting them like blindly, like, oh, okay, you to gluttony, you to lust, you to right. whatever. But in the game... He cherishes it. He revels mm-hmm. in the fact that he gets to judge and sort. Like it's not a quick process, but he does throw them on the spike and then it whips them to their appropriate level or whatever you want to call it. And the spike, I believe, plays a mechanic in how to beat the boss. Yeah. In that fight. Well, it did it's like here. a mechanic in the room. It's a mechanic <laughs> in the room, which is kind of the nice nod. It's a nice nod yeah. to it, is that like it helps beat him, but like Throughout the entire fight with him, sure, you're fighting around that mechanic. It's such a cool fight, and it's, it's so that good. was the first. That's one of the first times where like one of the big bosses show up in this game and this show. The creature design, oh yeah, is like Designs nightmare are cool. fuel. <laughs> like it's Very crazy. Good. And don't get me wrong; it's not that it's like a bad fight. It's just quick like the oh, animation no, exactly. stellar for it but he oh, topples oh, him in quick. 30 seconds yeah no they're all quick all fights so it just 
disservice to the video game there. Yeah. It just makes the fights feel one-sided. He never really feels like he has any adversity. It feels like, ah, oh, and here's a new chump I got to beat the piss out of. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the only thing where I was like, ah, if they had more runtime to work with, you could actually feel like there's some level of challenge other than just, and a new thing I must kill. But yeah. when he does kill yeah. them, it looks cool. And now we move on to Lust, which... Vagina <laughs> tentacles. <laughs> just saying it. Say it with yeah. me, everyone. Vagina tentacles. Are yeah, you no, this, is our, this is our first porn we're reviewing. <laughs> yeah. Like, or hentai. what is it? What's the anime? Yeah, hentai. Yeah. Hentai, hentai. Right. So he gets down there, and again, you have more naked women and... You know, join us, be with it's us. Lust, after all. Right. It's lust. And then when he... It's exactly what I pictured it to be. <laughs> well, when he rejects <laughs> them, they all flip backwards and crab walk, and then gigantic tentacles, well, shoot out of their vaginas and attack him. Yeah, that's a pretty yeah. accurate description. I mean... I you nailed it. I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that. <laughs> uh were you expecting the way he kills them by slicing the tentacle in half, which leads to him slicing them in half through the genitals? I like mean, there was a they they cut away from it, but you see him start the thrust, and it's just his face screaming. And the next shot is she's split in half, and I was just like, "Did that kill her?" It's pretty suggestive. It, her? it was like, "Yes, it's pretty suggestive." Yes, it did. Yes, it did. <laughs> But is, uh, wild. this is when we first have a true animation change that you notice because the previous one mm-hmm. is subtle. The previous mm-hmm. one, it's already changed animation yeah. once, but you don't really notice it because it's still kind of carrying the character designs. But this one stuck out to me because, what is it, Virgil or Augustus? What is his name of his guy that's uh, with him? Uh, it's Virgil. 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 Okay, so Virgil is his guide for the audience at home. Virgil's the guy saying, and here's where we are now, and here's where you need to go next. And Virgil in the previous version had a little bit of hair on his head. He looked like almost a monk, but with some tattoos some on his lines. face. Yeah. Yeah. Like a cross mm-hmm. tattooed on his face. Yeah. After this animation change, he looks like an anime version of Disney's Hades. That's the only yeah. way I can describe yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. He's a completely different character design. And mm-hmm. so is Dante. Dante's lost his headdress. Yeah. Now he just has his hair with some diamonds hanging off He's of it. He's thinner. He's like, Most uh, of his armor is mm-hmm. missing. Yeah. He's wearing a loincloth. Yeah. I thought there was a missing scene. Like, <laughs> I legitimately thought something happened in between. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, we looked at each other too. And we were like, I don't get the yeah, animation change. Or did we, did I just fall asleep and miss something that told me why it's changing? Yeah. And this is when we have yeah, one no. of the first true uh, fuck you, Dante moments of Dante saying he's a good man. One of the people in the, in the flashback, one of the people who are being held refugees is being beaten. And a woman says, if you stop beating him, I'll comfort you, which we all know what that means. They make it really explicit in this. And he cheats on Beatrice and his brother-in-law who is there. Beatrice's brother calls him out on how this is wrong, how it's a sin. And he says, but we've been absolved of our sins. Exactly. Nothing is a sin. What a dick. <laughs> That's your heroes. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. Also, Beatrice is yeah. naked again, but has no nipples anymore because the animators don't feel like animating them anymore. It's weird. That's the new style. style. The new we'll style doesn't have off. nipples. But, well, I mean, that whatever. Of her has, that version of her had one of the worst deaths where he like just rips off her arms and legs and throws her on the ground. And then they're slowly <laughs> yeah. reforming again. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, that's disturbing. 
And the other strange part about that, because you have another scene, you know, like with the limb ripping of Lucifer saying, you're going to be my bride, you will give in, where she says that man is good. And he touches her head and says, no, no, I'll show you what man is. And it shows what at first looks like a flashback of atrocities committed by man, you know, things like the Crusades. But then it starts showing tanks and Nazi revolution. Does Lucifer have the ability to see the future? It looks like it. It seems that way. And, and and you know what he made? What was that? He had an interesting line there. The whole oh, he did. Earth is just another layer of hell. Of and hell, yeah. men are just the demons. I was like, that's an that, interesting. I line. wrote that down. That was the <laughs> best line in the film. Earth is yeah. another form of hell, and men are its demons. Yeah, awesome. it's beautiful. It's an awesome just line. Awesome line. Really cool. Yeah. And now because the film can't slow down, won't slow down, it just barrels on forward <laughs> to gluttony. <laughs> Yes. And Cerberus. That is one of the <laughs> Never coolest seen that take? character designs of Cerberus. <laughs> right? It looks amazing. So I'm going to try and, and, and explain horrifying. it. <laughs> yeah. It's the three-headed monster. I can't call it a dog. And each of its three heads is a gigantic mouth. And it has four things coming off of it that would normally be eyes on anything else. But they're also little mouths. So it's yeah. nothing but teeth. That's a really good eats. representation of gluttony. Yeah, it just consumes everything. And just everything in its path. And then it pulls you into its midsection, which is like another giant mouth anus. Like, it's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Like, it's like the weirdest little thing. And so I did enjoy when Dante's like, well, I'll just kill this thing too. And Virgil goes, no, 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 no. The key to going forward is to get into it. <laughs> Go yeah, get yeah, swallowed. Yeah. Surely there <laughs> has to be another way. <laughs> Surely there has to be another way. Nope, it's the only way. I'll do yeah, what I have there's to. There's got to be another way. Nope, nope, there totally isn't. Get in there. So yeah. he gets swallowed. All right, Leroy, Leroy Jenkins did right in. And this leads to one of the bigger plot devices in the story that also confused the absolute piss out of me. The Holy Cross that Beatrice gives him. Because he comes across mm. someone inside Cerebus's belly who says, you know, don't you remember me, Dante? Please, you know help me find forgiveness with God. And Dante takes pity on him, pulls at this cross, points it at him. And the guy goes to heaven. He sends him to heaven. No muss, no fuss. And Lucifer is pissed about this. And it doesn't seem to take any effort whatsoever. Why isn't he doing this more often? Why has it never been mentioned? It's only used like three times in this entire story. It's, a game They did uh, skim skim by that, but it does happen in the game. It just, I can't remember. I'm going to get to it, but there's one specific moment where I was really mad that he didn't do it. I can't remember. (laughs) There's basically in the game, because again, this game has shades of like Castlevania and the original God of War series. Oh yeah. It's like a, it's an artifact. And I think if I correct me from wrong way, but I think like he can do something and collect souls with it. So you almost have to I think that sounds, that sounds right. But it's it's, like I said, it's been over it's got to be a, yeah, now, and so then I think you use that for upgrades. Yeah, it needs to charge, okay. basically. So I wish they pointed that out, because I just thought he was being yes. stingy with it. Well, it fits with his character in the movie. It still fits <laughs> with his character. It does. He's such a dick. Oh. Such a dick. So just to jump ahead to very near the end of this, like I mentioned, when he has his mm-hmm. his brothers show up uh, between somewhere between fraud and treachery, his brother-in-law... <laughs> who died because he was a dick who took the blame 
yep. for all of the people that were all the refugees that were murdered inside their little crusade there that were unarmed in cells. He's like, you know, who has to pay for this? He goes, yeah, it was me and gets hanged for it. He's in hell. Why doesn't Dante use the cross to forgive him? Why does he kill him a second time when he knows this guy did nothing wrong other than associating with the worst human imaginable? He had to charge it up, man. <laughs> he had to use his brother's soul to Sorry, charge I, it. He I saves it on that a no random dude. He saves a <laughs> random dude random we've guy. never met. He saves his mother. <laughs> he yep. saves Beatrice. And he lets the brother-in-law burn in hell. But think about how many things he killed in between each saving. Oh, my God. <laughs> but if he saves his brother, then he has to deal with him in heaven trying to get back to Beatrice, where his brother's going to wow. be like, no, Beatrice, he's actually a bad guy. So he's like, I better keep him down here. Good point. Beatrice, okay, Beatrice becomes the bride of the devil, and he still saves her. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we'll, wow. we'll get to it. <laughs> Just bother. He's such a dick. <laughs> he's just such yeah. an unlikable character either way you have them go to greed where people are literally drowning in riches and being grinded in golden gears where it's just their blood coming out the other end again the visuals are outstanding but just super gross yeah and you find out that the lord of the circle of hell that is greed is dante's father who is voiced by mark hamill because if you need a good villain you get mark mm -hmm. hamill yep Mm -hmm. And he's awesome in this. He chews just the right amount of scenery. His character is intimidating. He's he's the only fight, including the end, really, who feels like he gives Dante a run for his money, other than, I guess, mm -hmm. the brother-in-law. Yeah. He, he yeah. doesn't want to fight yeah. him. But yeah. he truly hates his father. His father was a dick to him, slapping him around. His father took his mother from him, because at first we think the mother died from being sick. It turns out that she hanged herself. And the father, in his one act of mercy, lied to his son and said, yeah, she was very ill. She died. That's kind of yeah. the kindest mm -hmm. thing he does. It is. Yeah. As they show an image of her hanging. And Dante, and I'm not trying to mock it, but predictably, as soon as I saw there was molten gold in, in the circle that is greed, I knew exactly <laughs> what was going to happen to his father. And sure enough, he kicks his sorry ass in there and he melts spectacularly, which yeah. is pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> satisfying but again really cool fight but i think at this point we're on what our is this the third or fourth animation style at this point because <laughs> i started to lose uh, track 2023rd i think <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't know it started to become a thing that i started to like almost not pay attention to yeah. as it went on because i was like oh i see what they're doing okay i, I didn't see what they're doing <laughs> so at this point, we get flashbacks to Beatrice. Well, not flashbacks, cutaways to Beatrice, where she is taking on role of queen of hell. Because, I mean, really, she's also seeing these flashbacks of the dickish things that Dante has done. And if you think that I don't like Dante, <laughs> imagine the woman who swore her allegiance under God to this man and then found out that he's did all this sleeping around, killing random refugees. And then at one point, a bunch of children, he goes full on Anakin on a bunch of refugee children, mm -hmm. like oh, yeah. full Anakin. And she gets yeah, to see all awful. this. So at this point, I side with her taking the devil's hand. Well, if she's in a hopeless situation, she might as well make the best of it. hundred percent. And you know what? I think she's trading up. <laughs> <laughs> the devil never yeah, lies once. 
She wouldn't have been a queen under Dante. Never lies to her <laughs> once about what's going on. Even yeah. admits the previous wives that he's had, like Cleopatra and such. Yeah. He's pretty upfront mm-hmm. about things. Just saying, I think he's more faithful. Yeah. Well, he personally lies to his Dante to trick him to come down here in the first place, which he had a comment. He's a dick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you have the most surprising circle of hell to me because it was really anticlimactic. Anger. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I expected a boss fight. Well, there isn't a game. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every layer of hell in the game is. You, you spend a lot of time in those layers <laughs> and it's worth it. You had, uh, oh you had Virgil say, watch your ankles. And that was it. You had like blood tentacles coming up trying mm-hmm. to reach for you. And mm-hmm. he stands on top of. It basically like a guy was, in the swamp giving him the finger like, hey, come down here, you piece of shit. Yeah, yeah that was the most. Like two was people in New York going, fighting. I remember you and like yelling at him. And his buddies yeah. even pulled him back like, no, no, shh, you're embarrassing us. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's the closest thing to a fight in anger. I was kind of disappointed by that. But I did like the, the method of crossing this river of boiling blood, which, okay, anger, blood boiling, very clever. It looks like it's just a, a weird spiky platform, but as it's moving along, it starts raising up out of the water and it's this gigantic Goliath of a creature who they never really explain. And maybe you guys know, why is he willing to help, happy to help, willing to take on Lucifer later on? I don't know if it explains why they help. I think they're just it just shows that there are these beings in hell and they they're like boatmen, basically, right? They just have okay. a job. There's certain functions. And it doesn't matter who it is or what it is, that's just my job. Well, he goes above and beyond the call of duty because he goes right to the gates of Lucifer and gets knocked right the fuck down. <laughs> now, is that the scene like if I recall, Wayne, that's one of the most beautiful scenes in a game. Because you're like an ant on this thing's shoulder, but you're moving towards like Lucifer's like citadel, yeah. and it's just like it pans out, so you get a full sense yeah. of the scale of everything, and it's like, oh my god! They put a lot of money into that game. That game is amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, this has inspired me to want to play the game because if the game has this this aesthetic to it, cool, I'll it play. Is. So long as it controls and, and, well, and action, I'll enjoy it. The action's fantastic. It You'll like it. It's a great game. It's maybe underrated. It's a great game. Absolutely. For whatever reason, I never picked it up. So maybe I played a demo and didn't like it. I have no idea. Either way, we have another animation change as they get to the city. So now even the monster that he's standing on looks completely looks different. different. Yeah. He yeah, looks, looks completely yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just... I don't I, get it. I don't, I don't understand it at all. But that thing gets knocked down and he ends up in the tomb of heresy. And I think thought he would like fight the minotaur in a big battle what you do really what you do in the game (laughs) (laughs) it is so easy so easy it's like the the movie when you know what we've had enough big battles and we don't want to have nothing but battles so there's a few where i feel like there was a fight and they just kind of move you past it but they don't want to skip an entire circle of hell so they still briefly mention it i really feel like this should have been expanded right there's a lot of cool stuff here it just feels compressed like you said it would have been a far greater 10 part 100 i would watch the hell out of a 10 part series adaptation yeah and then they can devote more time to each layer yeah because there's a lot of cool ideas but it feels like 
almost a sensory overload of the ideas they're trying to give to you. They don't have enough time to do it. They're it's true. They're trying to give you a series in the format of a movie, and that's tough. That's why, like, The Last Airbender tanked. Aside from a number of reasons, they tried to adapt an entire season <laughs> yeah. of a show into a two-hour film. And this feels like it's trying to do the same thing, only it does it way better. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get the, the circle of violence with Nessus, the... What was she, a centaur? Another thing that doesn't fight him and seems perfectly cool with him. And the Wood of yeah. Suicides, which was a really, really cool atmospheric thing of all these people who committed suicide now like becoming trees and the roots that they have shooting out from them are in constant agony. And this is where he mm-hmm. finds his mother and uses the cross and sends her to heaven that he won't use on his brother-in-law because he's a dick. <laughs> he's a dick. <laughs> it's the moral of the story. Uh, at this point, I had written down, why not just use the cross on everyone? <laughs> That'd be too easy. Yeah, like, <sighs> it, it, from your perspective, I get it. Never seen the game. It is a big <laughs> void they missed. It's just weird. But again, yeah. you can explain It'll it by explain he it. doesn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> Which fits with his character in the movie. Yeah, it's a good thing like he is he, a dick, because then it kind yeah, of justifies yeah. it. Well, because like, because the other side of it, and it's not, it is worth mentioning. He generally believes that the people who are in hell deserve to be there. Oh yeah, yeah. Like he, Up until it's, this it's, circle, exactly. He only really encounters. That's the second person he encounters. He thinks probably doesn't really deserve to be there because right. he does it on the first guy, then he does it on his mom because it's his mom, and he does it on Beatrice who doesn't belong to be there. Even the first guy, I think he was just tired of being down there and disgusted by the the suffering that he was just like, whatever, I just don't want to see it. I think he just more absolved him because he was just tired of looking at it than actually yeah, exactly. being deserving of it. Yeah, this is the first one exactly. where he feels this person shouldn't be there. And obviously it's a selfish yeah. motivation. It's his mother. But I yeah. like the yeah. I, I like the idea of showing the different versions of violence. And again, they find ways to tie it into his story. First, she had violence against others. Then violence against yourself with his mother, where she commits suicide, and then violence against God, and that's where you find out that he went full Anakin and murdered a bunch of children. Yeah, and he keeps claiming no sin at this point. Like, how how do you think <laughs> it's not sin until the next level of hell? Yeah. Explain it for me. The yeah. the circle of fraud, where he realizes that yeah, you you can't just say I absolve you. No priest has the right to do that. That's how it works. Yeah, and you they finally can say have it, him. But it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, you finally have him question his own motives at this point. And you see at least something building towards a repentance from him mm-hmm. so that his last action in the story will make sense. Because without without mm-hmm. this particular scene, the ending wouldn't have worked for me at all. But with right. this, I can see him start to turn, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But I have the note, Dante sucks. <laughs> i'm that's kind of suck yeah yeah and at this point oh that's why i wrote that because now he sees his wife turn into well devil woman she's all fiery and mad queen devil i mean a woman scorned is something to be feared and they have a nice domestic dispute where she just beats the holy snot out of him very Mm -hmm. gratifying from where i was sitting yep (laughs) <laughs> and then he uses the cross yeah, I was more gratified by him yeah I was more satisfied by him saving her because it was like no like, right he saves yeah. her but then lets the brother-in-law in that flashback take the fall and doesn't save him because he's just awful 
We are in our last animation style, though. We're finally mm-hmm. at the end yes. of animation styles. And so far, we've seen Dante start at human size, get super skinny, get mm-hmm. a little smaller, and now he becomes jacked like Bane using Venom. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This yeah, last version of him, this. he's gone from like a fighter to a healer to a tank in terms of his character class. He's a Hulk. I actually didn't like the, the the final animation on the characters. I didn't like it. I didn't like the looks. The animation was terrible. They they kept repeating a lot of animated cells. The 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 voice sync up was absolutely atrocious at this yep. point in the film. It was just animating about uh, open and close, regardless if it yeah. person was talking or not. You know, yep. like, of the styles, it was weird that the one that they decided to finish on is arguably the weakest. The yeah, for sure. It is. And the only thing I liked about it was that you could see they made an attempt to illustrate the sins. Like it's not detailed, sure. but there's mm-hmm. something there. And it's the yeah. only redeeming thing about it. Honestly, the only thing. Everything else is like, uh, if I felt like I was watching so much better. I felt like I was watching the English dub version of Giver with the Zoonoids, like just oh, okay. you know, yeah. re- repeated animations yeah. and just throwing Throwing the English dub over it. Which is regardless. odd to me. Yeah. Why would you repeat animation when you only have 15 minutes of this film to work with? If yeah. you're going to go across mm-hmm. five animation studios, you only have a chunk of it to do. How are you copying your own work at that point? Like, I yeah. I don't get that. And yeah, the the bad sync up was jarring. At first, I thought I was starting mm-hmm. to lag. I'm like, am I lagging here? And I was like, oh, no, that's, that's, that's the animation. That's the style. But right this right. is what we get for the last version. And he goes down to the last circle of hell of treachery where Lucifer is waiting for him. And of course you think it's waiting to fight him and no, it's because Lucifer's trapped down there and Dante's an idiot. Who's been played like a puppet. Lucifer just wants out and Dante busts him out of his shell. And now Lucifer's super tough. And I thought, great. Now we can have an awesome fight. And Lucifer smacks him around a little bit and decides to go leave through purgatory so that he can go destroy paradise. And Dante finally, finally does one selfless thing in the entire story, gets down on his knees and prays, God, if you give me the power to stop Lucifer, I don't even want to be with Beatrice. I don't even want to be in paradise. I will stay here for eternity with Lucifer and keep him here. If you give me the power to stop him, please correct me if I'm wrong on the promise he makes. Cause it's important. Oh, it is important. Cause he breaks it immediately. Right. <laughs> That's the promise he makes. He makes this promise, he he gets holy power, I assume from God himself, and as soon as he beats down Lucifer, he jumps through the portal to paradise. Yeah. Part two, that never happened. He goes to purgatory, he doesn't go to paradise. Whatever. He never makes it to paradise. He reneged on his deal to God. He is a dick. Well, (laughs) and that's why you see that thing that happens at the very end. Oh, yes. Where was it? He throws his scythe on the ground and then it morphs into a lizard and then into a snake. Not a scythe. His sins. Sorry, his sins. Oh, my God. See, I'm so screwed up. He tears the cross of his sins off of his chest and that turns into a lizard that then turns into a snake snake that then cackles like Lucifer because it is Lucifer and slithers away. I mean, it is epic. (laughs) I still don't like him. It's epic. Uh, I do like the design of the the final deepest bowels of hell. Like everybody always talks about the fires of hell and stuff like that. Then you make the joke of, you know, when hell freezes over, but the irony in this is the deepest bowels of hell is frozen tundra. Yes. 
ice. It's cold. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. And I, I think that's, I actually think that's way cooler, no pun intended, than mm-hmm. a burning hell. Yeah, that was a fascinating design. I also really like the concept that the devil doesn't rule hell. It's his prison. Yeah. Like, it's such a cool concept. And then it, yeah, it makes you... Yeah, he doesn't even want to be there. <laughs> no. And it makes... It, that last scene ties together, like, how the hell did Dante get this far? And it's the, oh, because the devil needed him to. Like, yeah. the devil helped him the whole yeah. way. Right, because every version of Lucifer we see up to this point even says it's his shadow version. It's this ethereal, yeah. semi-powerful yeah. version. But the truly terrifying whole version of his power is this thing that's trapped yeah. underneath. This demon now, thing. Okay, so they don't make that clear. So Virgil is the devil? Virgil is a shade. Mm-hmm. Because the, the story very does not really the story make it doesn't clear. clarify it, but it makes sense. And I believe in the game that's true as well, that, the, that Virgil, the guy who's helping you the whole time, is the devil. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember that. That would be fascinating, and I wish that reveal happened during this. Because really, at the last circle, yeah. Virgil just goes, well, you got to do this one on your own, so uh, see you later, and then vanishes. <laughs> but he had to go change. Yeah. Right. I got yeah. to change Wardrobe my change. devil outfit. Yeah, get married. And then you never see him again. It would have been a nice, like, liquid snake, Master Miller moment of, oh, did you like my sunglasses? Like, yeah. that would have been a cool moment, and they didn't do that. So yeah. I just assumed that Virgil was done his shift and went home like they don't clear it up <laughs> there's definitely some rushed moments that are that yeah. are missed but again those are things they could have fleshed out if they had more time but overall i really liked what i watched i just really don't like dante yeah <laughs> and you're not supposed to i can't remember yeah. the last thing i watched where i disliked the main character so much and yet still enjoyed what i watched normally you, it leads you're not you supposed to, hate to like you watched. him you're right. not supposed to like him and, and it's not that you don't like him because Oh, he's a terrible actor, or he's no. written poorly, or whatever. No, you you hate him because you're supposed to hate him, right? He's a villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the villain. He's not supposed to be likable, right? He's not yeah. likable. So mission mission accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Overall, if you can stomach the violence and the excess, because again, there is some dark material happening here. If you can stomach those things, it's an interesting story to watch as you guys say it sounds like it's an interesting game to play but it is not for the faint of heart it is it's not not for everyone it's definitely not for someone where religious topics are a sensitive spot for you because it plays really rough with those toys (laughs) yeah like even though i like the film if somebody asked me if i would recommend it i'd have to have a bit of a talk with them first to see about like what are they looking for in this what yeah you know, what kind of tones and themes do they like? Because it just it's hard to predict whether somebody would like this or not. I like yeah. the show. I love the game, but it's definitely not for everybody. No, it really isn't. No, and I think it's dealing with a lot deeper subject matter. Again, it is based off of a, of a pretty yeah, that's probably why we never book. got a part two. Yeah. It's but it's based off a pretty a pretty renowned book that's deep. Like the book is full of all kinds of like metaphors for things right so yeah i get it i get it that the game is a surface level of that and that this is a surface level of the game so like yeah there's tons of stuff that i feel is rushed in but it's funny the way they did this and that i felt i felt nostalgic for the game like from the very opening through to the very end it made me really nostalgic for the game because i was like all oh, right i remember 
fighting that thing or the first time I saw that boss and it was like so epic. So they did that really well. And then I wish some of the fights were longer. Yeah. And that's the other thing. And I know we've harped on, but this needed more time to breathe, but there are way worse ways to spend an hour and a half. Sure. If you can watch something that's super violent and you're okay with religious stuff, this is pretty wild. This this was more Monster Hunter than Monster Hunter. I was laughing <laughs> at it at first when it, it comes up the title screen and says Dante's Inferno, an animated epic. I went, okay, <laughs> challenge accepted. Let's see <laughs> yeah. this. And when it mm-hmm. finishes and that title comes up again, I went, all right, well played. I will classify yeah. you yeah. as epic. You were <laughs> over yeah. the top through and through. It got, and it's going to sound like a weird spot for where it was boring for me, but it was a little boring during the first fight with the devil, partially because I, I, by that point kind of figured out what was going on. So it's like, all right, well, so if I'm right, yeah, it's like, if I'm right, he's just fucking with them. He just needs him to bust him out of here. So this fight doesn't even matter. The devil's going to let him win. And mm-hmm. that fight takes more time than the real fight that happens after he's loose. So Mm -hmm. it just felt like that fight went on longer than it had any right to if the audience is, I mean, even smarter than a rock, because I'm not that clever and I figured it out. (laughs) And I mean, Dante's clearly an idiot because he didn't figure it out. (laughs) No. Yeah, his character's pretty single-minded the entire thing. Again, he's not a lecture character. Like, people are telling him, don't go there, be careful. He's like, Beatrice, and he just runs in. He Leroy Jenkins is well, there. Was no the room entire. for side quests in his story. He's no. yeah. He doesn't think things through, and I mean that's evidenced by one of the the bigger reveals in it, where again he sleeps with that woman to stop that one refugee from being beaten to death, and doesn't do anything about that refugee when he's killing everyone, and that refugee breaks out, and he's the one who kills his whole family. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. Dante's fault that everyone's even dead in the first place because he's just <laughs> not thorough. Yeah. If you're going to kill women and children, at least kill the men too. <laughs> like, yeah. But at least, at least with all those faults, he recognizes every single one of those faults. Like, you know, he drops to his knees and it's like, this is my fault. I let this all happen. Yes. You know? At the end, he recognizes mm-hmm. that he does recognize everything at the mm-hmm. end. He does recognize that it's all his fault. After an entire story of him going, no, 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 it wasn't me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever. I'm absolved. What are you talking about? So anyway, tentatively recommended. So long as you can, you know, sit through what we discussed there. When we come back, we're going to watch another thing that's probably sinful. If you have a strong opinion of angels and demons, but it's more than likely much more lighthearted. And I am a fan of the game. Bayonetta, Bloody Fate, the anime that is based off of, I'm assuming, the first Bayonetta game, which I absolutely adore. I don't know if either of you have played the Bayonetta series at all. I've only played the I first played one, unfortunately. Two, okay. All the way through. Bloody Fate apparently is an one. adaptation of the first one. I'm hoping it's even a third as fun as the game. And I don't mean gameplay, I mean the characters. Yeah, they're crazy. This is going to be a whole okay. different version of Over the Top. Yeah. Okay. But it should be. We'll see when we get Looking there. Looking forward to it. We thank you all again for joining us on Press X to Reload. As always, I have been Nick Moore. And with me were Wayne Brissett and Mark Athanas. Gentlemen, thanks for coming along, everyone. Yeah, have a good one. See you in hell. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you in hell. You've been listening to Press X to Reload. 
Today's episode featured the voices of Mark Athenis, Wayne Brissett, and Nick Moore. Our theme music was composed by Jack Fierick and performed and realized by Sam Fierick. If you like what you've heard today, subscribe and never miss an episode. Or tell a friend, leave a review. We'll take all the bonus XP we can get. If you have suggestions or feedback, you can contact Nick Moore via his email, retrogamingfool at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next stage.